Critcast, the casual movie review podcast, and I'm Ross. Here at the Critcast, we like to think that movies can be both art and entertainment. This week, we find ourselves with a good example of how a movie can succeed at being both in director Ridley Scott's Alien Covenant. On its own, it's a great sci-fi horror movie that possesses shades of the original 1979 Alien and a dash of the 1986 Aliens. As a follow-up to the somewhat divisive Prometheus movie, Covenant demonstrates that art is an ongoing learning process that can improve upon itself given a good authorial hand. Alien Covenant takes place 10 years after the events of Prometheus. Aboard the colonization ship Covenant, a crew of 15 including Michael Fassbender as the android Walter shepherds over 2,000 colonists to a new world. When in an emergency and an errant signal gets their attention, they take a detour to H.R. Gigerland! At H.R. Gigerland, you too can experience what it's like when xenomorphs completely destroy a planet. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two about what happened to Prometheus too. Maybe you'll also find out how a clear and consistent thematic throughline can improve a movie. Don't forget to pick up your souvenir alien parasite. I find it difficult to talk about Covenant without talking about Prometheus first. Now, I don't think Prometheus was a bad movie or anything. Ridley Scott's movies have a high baseline of quality to begin with. And if nothing else, he can make a movie that's very pretty to look at. But Prometheus had narrative and thematic problems that kept it from being as good as it could have been. Prometheus couldn't really decide how much of a prequel to Alien it wanted to be, as opposed to being its own thing where it explored the origin of the space jockey, among other philosophical ideas. So it ended up unfocused and unable to reconcile its central theme of creation with the moment-to-moment actions of its own characters. Covenant pretty much fixes all of those missteps that plagued Prometheus by turning its attention to the character that should have been the main character in Prometheus, Michael Fassbender's android David, where Prometheus had to jarringly shift gears between exploring the concepts of creations meeting their creators and explaining the backstory to Alien, Covenant manages to tie both of them into a single narrative through the journey of another Michael Fassbender android named Walter, in addition to the original android, David. Yes, that means Michael Fassbender plays two roles as two androids of the same make, but different model. That's fine with me, because Michael Fassbender is a great actor, and having two of him on screen is awesome. When Walter and David are interacting, it's a chance to see how he manages to act out the subtle distinctions between two androids who should be practically identical, but aren't. I especially liked his physicality, and how he was able to move like a robot without resorting to full Robocop walk. There are other people in the movie, of course. Danny McBride is the surprisingly tragic pilot Tennessee, And I gotta say, it's a role that surprised me, because I'm mostly used to Danny McBride playing asshole comedy roles a la Tropic Thunder. But I guess that wasn't giving him enough credit. Uh, Catherine Waterston's Daniels is this movie's Ellen Ripley stand-in. She does a great job as an action lady and secondary main character, but it's the androids Walter and David that the movie revolves around, and the movie benefits from that focus. Continuing on from Prometheus' theme of creation and creator, the decisions and actions of Walter and David are more clearly motivated as part of that theme. With clear motivation, their actions carry more weight. With more weight, we understand how their actions are tied to the events of the movie and its attempt at explaining the backstory of Alien. It's no longer a case where it seems that the characters are just doing things on the side that only seem tangentially related to the main plot with little to no reason. Everything that happens to Walter, David, and Daniels, everything they decide to do, has a direct impact on the plot and the meaning within the story. Walter and David explore the nature of the creator-creation relationship, 
creating a faint parallel with the engineers from Prometheus and the eponymous aliens, but neither the engineers nor the aliens overshadow the story of Walter and David. Daniels is more or less just along for the ride, but she drives the plot forward and gives us a reason to be afraid of the aliens. Uh, in a metaphor, Daniels is the engine of the movie, while Walter and David are the drivers. And the car manages to stay on the same route the entire time without taking detours. Aside from the story, Ridley Scott again reminds us that he's still a great director with a great visual eye. The camera work and cinematography are awesome. Scott has a way with framing shots that are eye-catching, beautiful, and a little bit meaningful. Uh, take, for example, the first scene in the movie, which is a flashback to the initial activation of the android David. Uh, at this point, David is unnamed, and he's in an expansive white room with a gorgeous view of a valley and several pieces of fine art around him. A, a young Wayland is testing the functionality of David by asking him questions. When he asks David to name himself, because again, he's named at th this point, David approaches the statue of Michelangelo's David, which the android takes the name of. When this happens, I took specific notice of the framing of the statue. Now, the statue is over five meters tall, so it towers over David. But the statue is also framed such that its head and feet are cut off. I found that appropriate because it's kind of symbolic of David's situation in the world at the time. Without a head, he cannot think for himself. Without feet, he cannot act on his own. David is a beautiful creation with seemingly no autonomy of his own, reflected through the statue. And that's where the central theme of the movie begins. It's moments like that one where I remember that a good movie has thought put into every moment and into the depiction of every moment. Now, I don't expect every single shot and scene to have some grand symbolic meaning like that opening scene. But a well-composed shot can convey meaning or feeling without a word spoken. Uh, to quote a certain murderous film analyst, you might not have noticed, but your brain did. But this is also an alien movie. So what about the alien or the sci-fi horror elements? Well, I suppose the aliens are scary in the pure technical sense of them being violent, bloodthirsty monsters that rip you to shreds. The fact that they're CGI now instead of a guy in a suit is okay, because it means you can see them in action more. Though, I can't help but say that the inherent horror factor of the xenomorphs has been dulled in recent years. I mean, we've known the Xenomorphs since 1979, and they've been explored quite in depth in two movies so far, including Covenant. Familiarity and understanding are the enemies of fear, and we are quite familiar with the Xenomorphs, and we pretty much understand how they function. So that pretty much just leaves visceral violence as their tool of choice, and they certainly wring a lot of blood and guts out of the ferocity of the Xenomorphs. There is at least one effective scene that uses a Xenomorph for the creep factor, and... You guessed it, Michael Fassbender is in that scene too, and he really helps elevate it. Uh, without going into too much detail about what the scene is, it has this weird, unnerving factor to seeing a xenomorph so up close and personal and intimate with just the barest hint of, I think I understand what it's doing. This is in addition to the visuals just being that special kind of too close for comfort, man. I think it's also worth noting that the movie does end up taking a break from all the sci-fi suspense and philosophy to engage in some good old-fashioned alien-style sci-fi action near the end. 
I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing since the slower parts of the movie aren't so slow or interspersed with their own action that the transition feels jarring. In fact, I think the moment is earned quite well as the climax to all the buildup of fear and anxiety regarding the alien and the androids. Though it does look noticeably not as good as the rest of the movie because it's all CGI action. Good CGI action with Daniels being a total badass, but it's still some CGI sci-fi bullshittery. I can't say where Alien Covenant measures up against the earlier Alien movies. Just like the relationship between Alien and Aliens, they're so different in tone and purpose that it almost doesn't feel right to compare them. Covenant, like Prometheus, is a more philosophical movie than the previous entries were. But unlike Prometheus, Covenant was more confident in its purpose. Covenant was able to tie up all of its alien lore with its own central narrative and stayed on course for pretty much the entire time. It knew what it wanted to be and executed on that purpose in a way that best delivered the scares as well as the theme of creation. Uh, more movies need that kind of conviction. More movies should stick to their thematic guns and not take too many detours to fulfill some other obligations or worse yet, perform franchise maintenance. So whether or not you actually care about the lore of Alien, like where the Xenomorphs came from, or who the space jockeys are, I hope you can at least enjoy a well-crafted movie that has a solid thematic lore like Alien Company. Y'all have a good day now.